Recently, I shared a crossroads moment with an online audience that I thought you may really enjoy. You see, our lives are characterized by many crossroads moments, moments when we're called to make a decision, yes or no, permit or walk away. And I think what I'm going to share with you now is a great illustration of this concept. While you're listening, do pop your crossroads moment into the chat below. Thank you so much, Linda, and thanks for the invitation to join Story Hour. And I really do believe there is great power in the sharing of real stories and real human experiences because we give each other hope and inspiration. So for those of you who don't know me, and it's so nice to know that there are a few people here who, who do follow my work, I am a human potential and parenting expert an award-winning speaker and uh, best-selling author of four books, including my latest one, which is Future Proof Yourself. So um, I've had three different but linked careers, and many people don't realize this. So uh, it's uh, full of crossroads, actually, when you think about it. Um, you know, that thing of having a career for life is gone. And um, I have had three very different but linked careers linked by writing and speaking. That's been the link, but they have been distinctly different. And so when Linda asked me to share a crossroads moment, I immediately thought of a time when I stepped from one career into the other. And it wasn't because I didn't like what I was doing. I had my own public relations consultancy. That was my first career. My second career was in direct selling of educational games and toys, which Linda knows because we walked uh, a path together there. And then, as most of you know me today, I'm the speaker and author. And I wanted to share this story because I think we go through so many transitions in our lives. And these transitions are about change. They're about stepping out of the known, out of the comfort zone of what we know, into the discomfort of the unknown where we're going to learn a lot. And we often shy away from change because of the discomfort, um, because we feel um, maybe incompetent or unconfident because it's not a place where we've been before. And um, I do believe that change happens through choice sometimes, um, through uh, chance and through calamity or crisis. And this transition in my life from um, public relations into direct selling was twofold. Um, one was by chance, because a friend of mine had been involved in this, um, this company. And she said, Nikki, you are a great mom, but you know nothing about the educational development of young children. Come with me and took me off to my first meeting uh, where we were talking about um, teaching math skills to children through play and using toys and it completely blew my mind and um and then it was also by by choice so initially I got involved just because I was a mum I really sold hardly any toys at all every month 200 rands of toys to myself to help me be a better mother and then um the area director of this particular team which was one of the top two teams in the country and this was a a company, Smile Education, that had 8,000 salespeople on the ground. It had the biggest sales force of any direct selling company in Africa. And uh, my area director decided she was going to um, emigrate to Australia. And I get this call out of the blue saying, I'm leaving the country and I want you to take over my team. 
And I go, but why me? I'm running a successful public relations business. I don't need the money. I'm your worst sales consultant, 200 rands worth per month to me. Why would you ask me? And uh, she said, because you're the leader. You are a leader. And I think that you would take this team where it needs to go. And here I was in a team that was filled with experts at early childhood development, educational psychologists, occupational therapists, neurodevelopmental physiotherapists, teachers. And here was the appy who knew nothing. <laughs> and she's been asked to lead the team. So, um, you know, you have to take, take a step back sometimes, like Andrew was saying, and you've got to get perspective on your life. And you've got to ask yourself questions. Am I still growing? What do I still want to do in my life? What do I still want to learn? Am I learning where I am? And I got into a real comfort zone of, uh, you know, I was very competent at what I was doing. I was doing very well. I didn't need the money. You know, I didn't need a change, really. Um, but I am one of those very curious people. And so I decided to take a leap of faith. And I because I, I, I do know I've got that leadership, um, you know, gene and I decided to say yes. And often at these crossroads moments, we are invited to say yes or no. And sometimes we say no because we're actually scared of what might happen. And sometimes we need to say yes to something new to help us to become bigger than we were before, to stop playing small. I was in a real comfort zone and yeah, I mean, what, what was saying yes going to do for me? Well, you know, I think sometimes we get into comfort zones and then we discover that either our learning curve has flattened out or our earning curve has flattened out. And in my situation, it was the learning curve that had flattened out. And in essence, I was a bit bored. So I took a gamble because I wanted to learn more and I'm very teachable. So I take on this leadership position knowing nothing. And I go to the leadership training with the CEO of Smile, who is a common friend of ours, um, Linda's, Linda's and mine, Eleanor Scott, who was a phenomenal leader and a phenomenal trainer. And I sat through her full day training and my brain just exploded with the possibilities of where I could take this team and what I could learn and what we could do in this country. And at the end of this training, I went downstairs into the underground parking and I got into my car and I just sat frozen. This was my crossroads moment. And I went, I, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know whether to look left, right, move forwards or backwards because there was so much that I wanted to do. I was so inspired that I was overwhelmed. And I actually sat in my car and cried. And while I was sitting in my car crying, I knew that there were two options facing me, that if I drove out of the garage at this moment, I was never, ever going to do this job. I would walk away because it was too much. And it was not in my field of experience, you know. But the other option was to make myself vulnerable enough and supportable enough and go upstairs, knock on Eleanor's door and ask her if she had a few minutes to spare. And if she could just help me isolate the first two or three things I needed to do in this new role out of the hundred that I had in my head. And I sat vacillating for about 15 minutes and I felt completely torn because I didn't need the money. I could go back to my public relations consultancy, which I hadn't shut down 
and I could carry on earning nicely and doing stuff that was easy to, you know, that I knew how to do. Or I could go upstairs. And eventually I chose because my curiosity was stronger than my fear to go upstairs. And I knocked on Eleanor's door and I asked her if she had a few minutes to spare and she said she did. And I sat down in her office and I burst into tears. <laughs> and I just said, I really want to do this job, but I'm so overwhelmed. Do you have a few minutes just to help me isolate my first two or three moves? And she said, absolutely. And the rest, as they say, is history. And I think that there is also, when we choose a new path, there is also the law of unintended consequences that we cannot predict when we open a door to change and opportunity and possibility. I don't believe that I would be sitting here today doing the work I'm doing today had I not taken that risk on myself, had I not walked through that door of opportunity at that time in my life. And the law of unintended consequences is I met a whole lot of people I would never have met and a whole lot of opportunities that would have never have come my way, came my way. And ultimately, I stepped out of that career and I stepped into another career because it had literally laid a platform for the next move. So I'm a great believer that no experience is ever lost or forgotten or wasted, but we do have to take the opportunity to step back, to stop, to self-reflect, to regain perspective and to ask ourselves some questions and really dig deep inside ourselves. And for me, I think, Self-growth is always a key. It's not always about the money, but it's about, am I growing? Am I becoming more than I was before? Because in that equation lies the word satisfaction for me. And satisfaction is different to success. Success is an output. Success is an, an end. It's, a, it, 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 it's, it's um, what happens at the end of something. Uh, it can happen in the middle of something. But it's a product, whereas the feeling that goes with success for me that's important is that deep sense of satisfaction because it's the satisfaction that you carry with you forever. The successes shift around, you know, different things happen at different times. So um, in terms of stopping, there are two things I'd like to say about that. Sometimes we can choose to stop and we know that very successful people do self-reflection really well, often on a daily basis. But at the end of the day, even if you're doing a gratitude diary, that is self-reflection. Even if you're stopping at the end of the day to say, how did I, what did I learn today? How did I grow today? What value did I add today? That is self-reflection. Sometimes we do this in a big way, and I'm going to ask Linda to share in the, in the chat my reflections template for you to use and what I do once a year is I divide my experiences when I look back on my year into three categories the first one is joy what brought me joy this year the second one is growth how did I grow this year and the third one is excellence in which areas of my life did I achieve excellence which has got to be better than good so those are the three lenses that I use for self-reflection. And I put that into a PowerPoint template. So this download that you're getting will provide for you a PowerPoint template. And then what you do is you pull in photographs of your year. So this is very pictorial. 
This is not empirical and measuring your success. It's about feeling your success and celebrating your success in pictures. So Simon, if you've got my book, it's actually mentioned in my book as well. Uh, but now you can get the, the template for 2021. And um, it's a stopping moment of looking back to look forwards, because I think if we don't take the opportunity to look back at where we've come from, we also can't move forwards, um, you know, in an informed way, in an, in an inspired way. And then just one last little story about stopping. Uh, well, you can be stopped in your tracks, which, of course, Andrew had that moment with his cancer and that moment in in um, Thailand. That was a stopping moment, you know, one of those life stopping moments where you go, <gasps> you know, and that's that crisis, that calamity. And for me, I've had a few, including um, damaged discs, ruptured discs in my neck, in my lower back, and I lost my husband to a home invasion in 2017, so almost exactly four years ago now. And those are all important moments in your journey to reflect back um, at where you've been and, and then where you're going to go from here, whether you're going to choose to be a victim or whether you're going to choose to grow from that moment. And then in lockdown last year, I had one of those conscious stopping moments where I was totally overwhelmed on a day and I took myself off for a walk because motion shifts emotion. So I thought if I went for a fast walk, I would shift this feeling of being overwhelmed and slightly depressed. And, you know, I teach this stuff as well. You know, if you move, you pump endorphins through the body and oxygen to your brain, you will feel better. <laughs> well, on this particular day, the more I walked, the worse I felt. But I had the presence of mind to go, this is not working for me. What am I going to do about it? So I stopped. And I stopped at a place in a park where there was a hide, a bird hide overlooking a little dam. And I chose to just sit and look at the dam. And what did I see in the island in the middle of the dam was a mother blue crane sitting on her eggs. And she looked like she was doing absolutely nothing, but she was probably doing the most important job in the world, which was incubating her eggs. So my question to you today is, how do you incubate your eggs? Where do you go to incubate your eggs, being your thoughts and your experiences and, and the journey you've walked? And I sat with that mother blue crane for 20 minutes and I literally breathed in her peace and I breathed out my distress. And every day for about the next six weeks, I walked to that hide and I went to breathe in her peace and breathe out my stress and regain perspective. So she became a little bit of my, my ritual um, of, of regaining and keeping perspective. And I just think we, we really do need to have those moments where we get to choose whether we say yes or no. And it's not always going to be a yes. Sometimes it needs to be a definite no. And it's Marie Folio who says, if it isn't a hell yes, then maybe it needs to be a hell no. And so we have to be better guardians of our time and where we focus our attention. And I guess I'm just going to end off with one thing, and that is that often we say no because we fear the worst. Why not say yes and expect the best? So what is your driver in that equation? Is it curiosity or is it fear? 
That's a really great question to ask yourself. And my wish for everybody is may your curiosity always be stronger than your fear. I hope you really enjoyed that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you've written in the chat below. As a human potential and parenting expert who helps individuals and teams to flourish at both work and life, I present both business and parenting talks and often a combination of the two because leading teams at work and at home is not that different. My clients really appreciate my unusual ability to straddle the two worlds of the professional and the personal. I can help your organization too. Send your inquiries to info at nickybush.com. Remember that what you focus on will flourish. To our listeners, please send through your comments, questions and topic suggestions to info at nickybush.com. You're invited to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues to empower them to win at work and life too. Please remember that I am the human potential and parenting expert who helps individuals and teams to flourish at both work and life, whatever the disruption. I know my clients really appreciate my unusual ability to straddle the two worlds of work and home. After all, each of us is one integrated person with many avenues of self-expression. You can book me for my talks, flourishing through uncertainty or creating happy juice for teams by emailing me at info at nickybush.com.